Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. What do you do when you know what to do, but you're not doing it? Now, that must be one of the most common questions I get. It's the reason I wrote my upcoming book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later, and the sort of sister book to it, Routine Equals Results. I've got some thoughts for you. It's going to be quick because you don't want to spend hours learning what to do when you know what to do. You've just got to go and do it. All right, so... I remember what 12, 13 years ago, I hated selling. I had like a phobia of it. Uh, and my mind used to go over being rejected, that they may think that I was encroaching upon their time or that I was greedy or just wanted their money. There are all sorts of complex, deep-rooted reasons why I hated selling. But the problem with that was, as an artist, I wasn't making any money. Um, but I hated selling more than I loved selling my work. So I never sold any work. Uh, and my first proper, I guess, sales trainer mentor gave me a really good tip, which I think can help in selling, marketing or anything you're really procrastinating on or you know how to do that. You've got to do it, but you're just not doing it. Uh, and I call this picking up the phone, holding your breath and dialing the number because that's what he taught me. So he would sit with me. He would get me to plan the 50 calls I would do in a day, have all the numbers, have the notes there ready so I didn't have an excuse uh, and he would literally sit over me and say, pick up the phone, hold your breath, dial the number. Pick up the phone, hold your breath, dial the number. And of course, that created great fear within me. What if they don't want what I'm selling? What if they feel I'm cold calling them or I'm interrupting them or they reject me or they get really angry? And all this used to go through my head. But if you pick up the phone, hold your breath, dial the number, you don't have time for your mind to psychoanalyze the depths of your um, issues going back way from when you were younger. Um, and it works in many other areas. Now, let me explain a couple of things as I tie this all together. So I did a coaching call yesterday with someone who she said she's struggling to put herself out there. And I think that's pretty common. I think there are way more people in the world that struggle to put themselves out there than, you know, do live feed videos and have personal brands and go, whoa, look at me. So, um, you know, especially like people who label themselves as introverts, although you should be careful what you label your who says you're an introvert. Don't label yourself something that you aren't necessarily. Um, but anyway, and she said, oh, well, I remember when I was young trying to stand up at school to do a reading and I went blank. And I remember a couple of times that uh, one time when I had a boss and she would always talk over me. And she was exploring all the things that had happened in her life that she thought might be the root cause of the reason why she was worried about putting herself out there. And whilst if you've never done that, that can be useful to do to find the significant emotional event where it all started. Often that is just layers of noise and wasted time. And I said to her, so all these things you've said to me, there are about four. Do they make you feel real pain? You know, do they make you go in a cold sweat? And she said, well, no, not really. And I said, well, they're just excuses. They're just getting in the way. You're looking for something that isn't there. The reality is you just need to go and do it. Um, so I challenged her and I said to her, go and put a live video in one of my communities 
immediately after I put the phone down, because I had another call to make, and I said, by the time I've finished this other call, which is 10 minutes, you have got to have posted that video, um, and if you're not sure on what to say, make a, get a little piece of paper, post-it note, write the five things that you need to say. She went and did it. I went and replied to her saying, how did that feel? She said, oh, it wasn't too bad, you know, a bit, a bit worried, but not, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Uh, and so in reality, we often make things a lot harder than they are. What if this happens? What if I get rejected? What if it doesn't work? What if I look stupid? Blah, 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 blah. Well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? But what if you pick up the phone, hold your breath and dial the number? So I used to have this in networking. I used to really worry that if I went up to people, they wouldn't want to talk to me or they felt that I was interrupting a conversation or something that they were doing. Now, if I went up to someone and said, hi, I'm Rob, what's your name and what do you do? They're not going to say, turn, to go in the room and stop and say to everyone, stop, everyone stop, listen to me. This guy, this weirdo, he's stalking me. You know, no one's going to say any of these things. And people are there to network. Now, I used to have the same thing approaching women. Um, and, and I would just stand at the bar and watch every other man approach every other girl, wish that the girls would come and talk to me and go home every evening full of fear and self-beating because I would never approach people. So much so, I actually used to sit at home on my own wishing that the girl of my dreams would knock on the door uh, and I would open it and she'd say, Hi, I'm Rob, it's me. I am the girl of your dreams. I've just come to move in with you and be your lovely wife and be everything that you'd ever dreamed of. I actually used to dream that. Maybe I should have meditated that, manifested that. No, I just dreamed it. But the point is, if you go and approach someone in a bar and say, hi, I'm Rob, what's your name? What do you do? They're not going to say, DJ, turn off the music. This guy, this stalker, this weirdo, get him out. And of course, they're the kind of things I used to imagine would happen. So again, hold your breath and go and speak to the person. Now, what if you don't know what to say? What if you don't have the opening line? What if you, have, you don't, you know, like, this is the same for viewings, by the way. This is the same for making offers, doing negotiations, hiring people, giving critical feedback to stuff, firing people. It's all the same. If you give yourself too much time to think and to worry and to procrastinate, then you won't do it. So you have to get rid of all that. Now, a wise thing to do is compartmentalize your fear. So uh, if you're uh, listening on the screen, I'm drawing a line down the middle. So is your fear something that's going to cause you death, serious injury or really ruin your life or potentially or, or really harmful to others? If it is, don't do it. If it's not, do it. Now, the reason I say this is because some people say, oh, well, feel the fear and do it anyway, and you've just got to go and get uncomfortable. Well, actually, sometimes you could get too uncomfortable. Don't risk all of your money in one investment class, for example. You know, don't do anything too risky because actually that fear is valid. But I guess nine times out of 10, the thing that you want to do isn't one of those extreme possible death, you know, possible bankruptcy type of fear. So if you can put it in the other box or the other side of the paper, which says, ah, you know what, what's the worst that will happen? Contextualize it. Okay, well, the worst that will happen is I might get rejected. Um, but we all get rejected. Uh, and actually, the more rejections you get, the more victory you get, as long as you're, you're tweaking your approaches and your actions such that, you know, some people are a bit like, oh, well, you just got to go and get loads of no's. Well, not by being a dick or not by doing the strategy wrong. You know, you want to tweak your strategy and improve it, of course. What you don't want to do is have that turn into procrastination or over analysis. But when we cut all these layers, let's be honest, you know what you've got to do. 
whether it's sales calls or some marketing or, you know, writing a system or hiring someone, viewing a property, asking for the money, asking someone out on a date, you know what you've got to do. So you will stop yourself because you're the easiest person to lie to because your head will go into all the reasons and excuses and imagined realities which aren't realities. So this, pick up, your fo- pick up the phone, hold your breath, dial the number, is what you're doing is stopping your brain from overcomplicating the situation and just going out there and doing it. Uh, and what you'll discover is the reality was not how you perceived it. It was not how you imagined it. I'd say at least 95% of the time it's better. You always learn something. You realize you're stronger than you think. Um, and as you go and take small, consistent actions, you actually improve your skills, which means that you're better at the approaches next time. And of course, your self-worth increases as well. So let me just remind you, stop thinking about it. Stop overanalyzing it. Pick up the phone, hold your breath, dial the number, go and do the stuff that you know how to do. Um, This is why I wrote Start Now, Get Perfect Later. This is why I wrote Routine Equals Results. They're short, concise books, like chapters are one to two pages. You don't want to have to read War and Peace on knowing what you should do, but you're not doing it. You just need to be told to go and do it. Now, one of the chapters is about forced accountability, which is if you know what you've got to do, but you're not doing it, and you don't know why, and you're beating yourself up about that, which sort of becomes a circular self-fulfilling prophecy of doom, then you've got to take yourself out of the equation and get someone else to help you. A coach, a mentor, someone to stand over you to get you to do it, a wingman, you know, whatever it is in the situation that you're in, someone to hold you accountable. Pay someone, have a bet with someone, have a competition with someone, have something to lose if you don't do it. Have a date for your holiday, for your, you know, your gym work or whatever it is. But when you put a hard deadline, accountability and someone to win from or lose from, whether it's money or some kind of competitive element, then you will step up because you're the easiest person to lie to, but you're not going to lie to somebody else. And if you are, you've got something to lose. So thanks for tuning in. If you're watching the video, by all means, ask me any questions. I will keep this going. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, thanks for tuning in. And remember... If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.